Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. A very good morning to you, Church. Um, I'm super excited to be connecting with you online today. Yet another opportunity that God has given us to to just come together online and continue to worship him, continue to exalt him, continue to praise him, continue to magnify him, and also an opportunity for us to get to the ministration of the word. I always uh, quote Matthew chapter number four, verse number four, where Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So for us to live, we need the word of God at any given time. So we are grateful to God for this opportunity. We are grateful to God uh, for giving us this privilege this morning for us to come together and, uh, and, and, and just worship him together. Allow me to give a special welcome to those who are joining us for the very, very, very first time. Uh, thank you so much for just joining us and coming together and worshiping God together. May God continue to bless you. I trust that um, what, what everything that has happened uh, from the beginning of the service was a blessing to you. And I pray and I trust that the entire service is going to be of blessing to you. So please take your seat, uh, find a place where you are so comfortable, and let's get into the time of the ministration of the word. I also want to take this opportunity to give a special welcome this morning. Oh, praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Just glory be to God. Glory be to God. I just want to take this time to give a special welcome. Apology for that. To give a special welcome to uh, all the Ebenezer members uh, for wherever you're connecting from. If you can hear me, I just want you to go ahead and type in the comment section and just say a very good morning. Or you can type the title for our series, which is uh, The Voice of guidance the voice of guidance the voice of guidance so go ahead go ahead wherever you are go ahead wherever you're connecting from just type in the comment section the voice of guidance the voice of guidance uh, i pray that um all the, all, all the series that we have done so far, the teaching series we have done um, over the last couple of weeks, there have been a blessing and an empowerment to you in this season. It is critically important as a child of God that you learn to discern the voice of guidance. It is very important that in everything that we do, you learn to, you learn to discern the voice of guidance. We learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I'm super excited that today we are continuing on that very same series as we continue to learn concerning uh, discerning the voice of guidance. But before I do that, let me just pray for you and let's just pray for the spirit of understanding so that everything that we're sharing here is becomes more than information, but rather it becomes uh, an agent of transformation in your life. Let's just pray. Father, I want to thank you this morning for this time as we come to the ministration of the word. Lord, I thank you and I give you all the glory. I give you all 
all the praise this morning. And Father, we want to thank you for this time. That is, we open the scriptures, open our minds. As we open the scriptures, open our hearts, oh God, that we may come to the place of receiving. Grant us, oh God, the spirit of understanding. Give us, oh God, this morning, the spirit of understanding. And we pray, oh God, that today, as we open the scriptures, you're transforming us. You are changing us. You're molding us into the very same image of the Lord Jesus Christ from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Father, we thank you this morning. May your name forever be glorified. May your name continue to be exalted. And Father, we thank you as we take authority over this time. We take charge of this time and we speak a God atmosphere. We speak a God atmosphere this morning in that name that is above all names, that precious name of Jesus the Christ. And somebody say amen and amen wherever you're connecting from in Jesus' precious name. And I'll go straight into the word of God this morning. And I want to begin by just bringing to your attention our theme uh, scripture or the primary text for this series. And our primary text is uh, John chapter number 10, verse number 27. John chapter number 10, verse number 27. This is a time when Jesus was teaching and uh, he went on to speak about the relationship that exists between the sheep and the shepherd. While he was trying to explain to them the relationship that exists between himself and his followers or his disciples. So in John 10 verse number 27 Jesus writes and he speaks and he says my sheep hear my voice my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me so this is our theme scripture and that's the scripture that we are using for us to learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit and also to see the importance of us when it comes to discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. The, pure, the, the primary importance of us learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit is because at any given time as a believer, you need the voice of guidance. At any given time in your Christian walk, you need the voice of guidance. You need the voice of guidance. And we need that voice more than before. Why am I saying so? Because we have never been where we are before. We have never been this way before. As, 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 as people, we have never experienced a crisis of this magnitude. Yes, history tells us that uh, there have been pandemics in the past. But the truth of the matter, you and I will never walk this road. You and I will never experienced uh, a, a crisis of this magnitude. So we are going to need the guidance of the Holy Spirit because we have never been this way before. The reason we need the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit, number one, he is all-knowing. The Holy Spirit is all-knowing. So he knows better than we know. So we are better off getting our guidance from him. That's number one. And number two, the Holy Spirit is all-powerful. So that means uh, he, he possesses all power. All the kinds of powers that we are seeing manifesting, be rest assured that the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than any power that we see. Therefore, we might as well line ourselves up. We might as well align ourselves to the one who is all-powerful. And lastly, the Holy Spirit is ever-present. He is, he is present everywhere. So we might as well take the advantage of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus says in the book of, uh, in the book of John, when he was talking to his disciples, he says to them, it is to your advantage that I go. 
it is to your advantage that I go. Because if I do not go, then the helper will not come. It is to your advantage that I go. That is why we are bringing this series of the voice of guidance so that we can tap into the advantage that God has given us. Every believer, you've got to understand that even though you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I want you to know and understand that you do have the advantage. And the advantage that we have, it is the advantage of the Holy Spirit. Hence, we are talking about the voice of guidance. So this morning, I want to draw your attention to one uh, fascinating principle that is in the Word of God, which when you understand it and you begin to apply it when it in, in, in relation to discerning the voice of guidance, that principle and that practice is going to make all the difference in your life. This is going to make all the difference. And all, it means all the difference. Uh, just uh, grab hold of this principle and put it into practice and it will make all the difference. Now, let's go to the book of Exodus chapter number 33 and I'm going to be reading from verse number 7. Exodus chapter number 33 uh, uh, from verse number 7 or verse, verse number 8. Uh, that's where we're going to learn and to discover this principle that I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to read uh, from verse number from verse number 37. My apology, uh, my slide for verse number 37. Perfect, I found it. Verse number 37. And the word of God uh, speaks and it says, now Moses used to take a tent. Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away. Now I want you to pay attention to those areas where I've highlighted in red. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp and some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting calling it the tent of meeting. Now, anyone inquiring of the Lord will go to the tent of the to the tent of meeting, the tent which is outside the camp. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And verse number 8 it says, and whenever Moses, whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents watching Moses until he entered the tent. Everyone would watch Moses until he entered the tent. Verse number nine, it says, as Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. As Moses entered the tent, the cloud of, uh, the pillar of cloud would enter, would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. While the Lord spoke to Moses. Verse number 10, it says, Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they, would, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. Every time people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their own specific uh, tents. Verse number 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. Very powerful. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. As one speaks to a friend. I want you to just slow down on that one. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. As one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return. 
to the camp. But his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Now, the principle that I want to bring to your attention, it is the principle of the tent of meeting. It is the principle or the practice, or the principle rather, of the tent of meeting. The principle of the tent of meeting, which you find in the verses that I've, that I've, that I've explained before. Now, what we are seeing in this portion of the scripture is that time and time, whenever Moses was faced with a situation, and actually when you go into the scripture, every time the scripture brings our attention to this specific tent of meeting, it was at a time when Moses had a challenging situation. And that challenging situation, I want to equate it to a crisis. I want to equate it to any difficult situation that you may face in your life. So every time Moses was encountered with a difficulty in his life, Moses understood the principle of the tent of meeting. So what Moses would do is Moses would would move out from the crowd and he would go to what he called the tent of meeting. You would pitch the tent of meeting, get inside the tent of meeting and inquire from the Lord. But this tent of the meeting was not just for Moses. The tent of meeting was for every Israelite. That is why on the first verse, verse it says Moses would pitch the tent and, uh, and he would place this tent outside the camp. And anyone who wanted to inquire from the Lord, they would go to the tent of the meeting. Now, what I like about this principle of the tent of the meeting is that the principle of the tent of meeting, it's, it's calling you and I to have that moment in our lives where we move away from the crowd where we move away from the crowd. Once we move away from the crowd, that means we are going to a place of uh, a place of solitude. We are going to a place where we are alone, where we are by ourselves. But then when we get there, that place it is, it creates an environment. It creates a situation where you are able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, where you are able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. So the principle of the tent of meeting this is how I put it. I, I said, solitude cultivates our sense of hearing. Solitude cultivates our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. And I want you to go ahead and type also in the comment section and say, solitude cultivates our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. That is what I'm calling the principle of the tent of meeting. Every time Moses went to a place where he was just by himself, that place, uh, it cultivated his sense of hearing the voice of God. So every time Moses went to the tent of meeting, Moses was assured of hearing the voice of God. Every time, every moment Moses went to the tent of meeting, Moses heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. Moses heard the voice of God. But let me draw attention to just two things that are highlighted in this whole portion of the scripture. Now, number one, the scripture talks about the place. The scripture talks about the place. So the, the, place, the place was located outside the camp. The place was located, the place of the tent of meeting was located outside the tent, outside the camp. So the way Israel lived, they lived in camps. They lived in camps. And right at the center of the camp was what was called the Ark of the Covenant, the, 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 the tabernacle. Right at the center of their camp was the tabernacle, was the tabernacle. So what Moses did was, he, he, he went on and he pitched the tent 
outside the camp. In other words, outside where everyone was. That's where Moses went and pitched the camp. So that's, that's number one. It's a tent that is pitched away from the noise away from the norm, away from, the, from our regular life, away from the busyness of our lives, away from the noise of our everyday life. So Moses went on and pitched the camp outside the camp. Anyone who wanted to inquire, they had to make steps out of the camp and move towards the, the tent of the meeting. So number one is the place. And number two, he, Moses went on to define the purpose of this tent of meeting. He went on to define the purpose of this tent of meeting. So the purpose of the tent of meeting, it was for the meeting. It was for meeting up with God. It was a place of meeting with God. It was a place of meeting with God. And I want you to get that because I'm going to continue to come around that. The purpose of the tent of meeting it served the purpose of meeting with God. So everyone who wanted to meet with God, to be more specific, anyone who wanted to hear the voice of God with clarity, with precision, they had to make a decision of moving out of the camp, moving out of the crowds, moving out of the business of life, move out of the noise of, of, of our normal lives and move in the direction of the tent of meeting because the tent of meeting was the only place where they were fully assured that they were going to hear the voice of God. So number one, it is the place. And number two, it was the purpose. And remember, like I said in the beginning, that every time Moses was faced with a challenge, Every time Moses was faced with a challenge, a situation which he did not know how to handle, a situation which he did not know how to respond to. Sometimes Moses would face a situation where people were planning even to stone him to death. That's a crisis. That's a crisis. Every time Moses was faced with a situation where the children of Israel are complaining that there was no water that there was no food, there was no meat. What Moses would do is Moses natured a culture that emanates from this principle of solitude where Moses would go away from the crowd, away from the noise, away from the business of people, away from the pressures of life. And he would go to the tent of meeting to inquire from the Lord. Now the tent of meeting was the only place, was, the, it was a fixed place where Moses went to discern the voice of guidance. And the good news is, every time Moses was faced with a situation and he would go to the tent of meeting, you are rest assured that Moses would leave the camp not the same way he went into the camp. Moses would leave the camp a different man. Moses would leave the camp, the tent, uh, with a different mindset. Moses would leave the tent of meeting with a different perception. Can I, can I repeat that? Now, every time Moses was faced with a challenging situation, he would make a decision to move away from the camp, from the crowds, and go to the tent where there is no crowd. And he would go to the tent, a place where only God was there. And once he, he enters into the tent, he was fully assured that he was going to hear the voice of God. But here is the good news. Moses would go to the tent full of pressure. Moses would go to the tent confused. Moses would go to the tent full of questions. 
Moses would go to the tent with, with no clarity. But the moment Moses left the tent of meeting, Moses left the tent of meeting with answers to the questions that he had. Moses would leave the tent of meeting with clarity pertaining to how he needs to respond to the situation. Moses would leave the tent with confidence to confront every challenging situation before him. Why is it like that? Like I said in the beginning, that a place or a solitude, what, what solitude does is it cultivates our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. Solitude or a, 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 a place where you are just by yourself, what it does is it cultivates your sense of hearing the voice of guidance. Now, that is going to be of great importance. Now, it never ended there. Now, this is the Old Testament. But when you come to the New Testament, which is where I want to draw your attention to, the perfect example that we want to examine is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ did not did not pitch a tent, but he embraced the principle of moving away from the crowds. If one is going to hear the voice of guidance with clarity, if you're going to cultivate your sense of hearing, it is important that you embrace this principle. So let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to the New Testament. Uh, uh, Luke chapter number 5, verse number 16. Luke chapter number 5, verse number 16. Glory be to God. Please open your scripture wherever you are. I want you to, I want you to refer to the scripture, everything that we're talking about. Luke chapter number 5. Luke chapter number 5, verse number 16. And, and this is what the word of God says. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places for the purpose of praying. He, would, he withdrew intentionally to lonely places. For Moses would go to the tent, but for Jesus, he would go to lonely places for the purpose of prayer. Now, Moses would go to inquire, that's prayer. Moses would go to the tent to inquire. The Israelites would go to the tent of meeting to inquire from the Lord. That is prayer. But as for Jesus, he embraced the same principle. He, 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 he confirmed the same principle Moses did. So the scripture says Jesus would withdrew, often withdrew to lonely places to pray. Can, can you see the principle? Can you, can you see, can you embrace the principle that if our master embraced this principle and this practice, what about you and me? When it comes to us discerning the voice of God, it is going to demand, it is going to require us to nature a practice or a lifestyle of moving away from the noise, of moving away from the crowds, of moving away from, from the noise of our normal lives, of our everyday lives, and go to lonely places. Because what those places do is that they cultivate your sense of discerning the voice of guidance. They cultivate, they nature, they foster an environment where your, your sense of hearing is activated, where your ears are sensitized more to discern the voice of guidance. So that was Luke. Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter number 1, verse number 35. Mark, chapter number 1, verse number 35. And the scripture says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place 
where he prayed. <laughs> uh, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house. Who is in the house? His family is in the house. His brothers, his sisters are in the house. But what did he do? He left everyone and he went off to a solitary place where he did the very same thing. Where the scripture says he went and he prayed. <laughs> he went to that solitary place and the scripture says and he prayed. He is embracing the very same principle that Moses was practicing of going to the tent of meeting because the tent of meeting, it creates an environment, an ideal environment for you to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's what a tent of meeting does. And I'm not saying to you, go and buy a tent from households. No, but I'm saying embrace the principle, embrace the practice of moving away from the crowds. Embrace the practice of moving away from the noise of this world. Embrace the practice of moving away from the pressures of this world and go to a solitary place. Once you go to that solitary place, it's a place where, it's a place which activates or cultivates your sense of hearing the voice of guidance. Matthew chapter number 14, verse 23. Matthew 14, verse number 23. After Jesus had dismissed them, <laughs> he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. After he had dismissed everyone, he went up on a mountainside by himself. By himself. So that means the mountainside became a solitary place. And what did he do there? He, he went on to pray. And later that night, he was there, not even with his disciples, not even with his mother, not even with his father, Joseph, not even with his brothers, not even with his sisters, not even with the crowds, but he was there alone praying to God. In other words, inquiring. That is the principle of the tent of meeting. So listen to me, church of the living God. I'm saying to you, Every believer must establish their own tent of meeting. Every believer, every believer, you must have a fixed place, a fixed solitary place where you go. And once you go to that place, it's a place where you are rest assured that you are going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's a place where there is no pressure. It's a place where there, there, there is no competition for your attention, but it's a place where your focus is only on God and God alone. A solitary place. A solitary place. So listen to me. If you and I are going to harness the power of discerning the voice of guidance, it's going to demand us to establish our own tents of meeting. Now, a tent of meeting is not a place where you meet with friends. A tent of meeting is not a place where you call the crowds to join you. It's not a place where you even call your friends to join you. But a tent of meeting is a place where you are going to be alone by yourself. By yourself. It's a principle that was practiced by almost all men and women of faith. That's why in the Old Testament, I pick the example of Moses. When we come to the New Testament, Jesus, our perfect example practiced or embraced the principle of the tent of meeting. 
the principle of the tent of meeting. But listen to me very carefully. When it comes to establishing the tent of meeting, it's going to demand you to be intentional when it comes to walking away from the crowd. When it comes to going to the tent of meeting, you have got to become intentional. You cannot pray for the tent of meeting to come to you. It's you who's got to make steps of going to the tent of meeting. Why? Because you have established that place. You have established that place in your life where your, your, your sense of hearing the voice of guidance is activated the most. Many of us, we struggle to discern the voice because there are too many voices that are competing with the voice of God. There are too many voices that are, that are fighting for your attention. Too many voices that are fighting for your attention. But listen to me. If you are going to grow in discerning the voice of guidance, you cannot love crowds to the point of not being able to just be by yourself. If you are going to harness the power of hearing the voice of guidance, if you are going to embrace the principle of the tent of meeting, listen to me, you've got to learn to have those moments in your life where you walk away from the crowds, where you walk away from social media, where you walk away from your friends, where you walk away even from the people that are so close to you. Listen to me, I'm not saying, uh, uh, I'm not saying uh, cancel them from your life. I'm not saying delete them from your phone book. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying to you, there has to be moments in your life where you are by yourself and with God. Where you are just by yourself, especially if you are going to grow in discerning the voice of guidance. Especially if you are going to discern the voice of guidance, that is going to be of great, great, great importance in your life. It is going to be of great, great importance. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to go. Don't allow yourself to go for seven consecutive days. Without you having a, 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 an alone time, without having a time just by yourself, without visiting a solitary place, a place that cultivates your sense of hearing. There's too much noise in this world. There's too much noise in this world. You know, just going on social media, there's too much, too much noise that is calling forth for your attention. But you know what? That noise is also competing with the greater voice that will make all the difference in your life. And that is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it is the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying to you, Church of the Living God, in this season that we are in, develop a, a lifestyle, develop a character, develop a, 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 a habit, a routine in your life of going to a solitary place for the purpose of hearing the voice of guidance. You know, once you establish that place, once you establish that fixed place, once you establish that fixed place, <laughs> you know, that place will continue to, to, to cultivate your sense of hearing the voice of guidance. And I can rest assure you, you will get to a place and a position in your life where the moment you get to that place, you hear God. The moment you get to that place, you hear God. The moment you hear, you get to that place, you hear God. 
Now, if, if you just look general in life, that, that is why they, like from where I come from, my background, a lot of people tend to go to the mountains. Why is it like that? They establish that routine because they discovered that by going to the mountain, I'm moving away from the crowd. I'm moving away from the camp. I'm moving away from the noise of this world and going to a place where there is no crowd, where there are no people. It's just going to be me, just me, I'm just going to be by myself. But when I get to that place, my sense of hearing is, is focused on God. My sense of hearing is tuned not to every other kind of sound that is coming to the world, but my, my, my ears are tuned to hear God and God alone when I get to that place. Now listen to me, if Jesus practiced, if Jesus embraced the, the principle of the tent of meeting, what about you and I as a believer? What about you? What about you and me? What about you and me? What about you and I? It is important that we establish this, this principle. But here's the good news. But here's the good news. Moses, as he went to the tent of meeting regularly, and as Jesus often withdrew to solitary places. That place, that solitary place, you know what it began to do? It, it, began, to, to, it, it began to help Moses. It began to help the disciples of Jesus. It began to help Jesus to, to have what I can call an intimate relationship. That closeness with God. That closeness, that togetherness with Jesus, with, with the Holy Spirit. That, that's what happens. The more you visit the solitary place, the more you have quiet times with, by, just by yourself. You know what that happens? That simple practice, it, in, it enables you to grow in, in having an intimate relationship. That closeness with God, that closeness with the Holy Spirit to the point where the moment the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know his voice because of that closeness. But it's a closeness that comes from a solitary place. It's a closeness. It's a close friendship. It's a close association. It's a close togetherness that comes from the, from the, from the, from the tent of meeting. It only happens when you have a fixed tent of meeting, a place where you regularly meet God, where you regularly go to seek or to inquire from God. Very important in your life. Very important if we are going to grow in discerning the voice of guidance. In discerning the voice of guidance. Now, if you go to the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, when you go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 1, 2, and verse number 3, especially chapter number 2, in verse number three, chapter number three, the scripture talks about Adam and Eve before they sinned. And the, and the scripture tells us that in the cool of the day, God would visit man. God would visit Adam and Eve. But where I want to draw your attention is, now for Adam and Eve, they, they, they had established, they now had this place where they were guaranteed of hearing the voice of God. And this place was nurturing their closeness with God. To the point that the day that they sinned, the day that they disobeyed God, before God came to them, they heard the footsteps. They heard only the footsteps. And because, because of their closeness with God, they were able to know whose footsteps they were. They were able to know that these footsteps are for God who is coming to us. 
they, they were only able to come to that place because of the closeness. And it is my prayer in your life that you get to that place. That you get to that place that because of the intimate relationship, because of your closeness with the Holy Spirit, because of your, your togetherness, because of that close friendship with the Holy Spirit, you get to a point where you know that this is the Holy Spirit who is speaking into my life. Let me just put it um, maybe in a way that we can maybe all understand and fully embrace. Now, I grew up with my family for the most part of it before I came here into the United Kingdom. But my closeness with my father, my closeness with my mother, you know, that close, neat relationship, you know, it, it, it enabled me even to know my mother's voice even when I'm not seeing her physically. Because of that closeness, because of that closeness, you know, to the point that even if my dad was to write a letter to me and not put his signature at the bottom, I can tell that this is my dad and, or this is not my dad. Because, because of that closeness, I know, I know his style of communication. I, I know his approach to communication to the point that even in the absence of the signature, I can tell that this is my dad. Now, I'm saying to you, the, the solitary place, what it does is it cultivates your sense of hearing. It cultivates your sense of discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. But that place of, 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 of solitude, what it also does is it helps you to develop that closeness with the Holy Spirit to the point where even when the Holy Spirit speaks, and he does not put his signature and say, it is me, the Holy Spirit. Even when he doesn't say that, but because of your closeness, you get to a point where you know that this is the Holy Spirit or this is not the Holy Spirit because of that closeness. And I hope I'm communicating something to you this morning. I hope I'm communicating something of great importance to you this morning. So all I'm trying to communicate to you this morning is that solitude fosters a closeness with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what it does. It fosters a closeness with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, what, that's what a solitary place does. Solitude fosters a closeness with the Holy Spirit. Now, our theme scripture, which is John chapter number 10, verse number 27. John chapter number 10, verse number 27 and I'll, I'll bring it on the screen for you john 10 verse number 27 the scripture says my sheep hear my voice my sheep hear my voice the, the reason the sheep is able to hear the voice it is because of the closeness <laughs> it is because of that closeness my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. The reason the sheep is able to hear the voice of the shepherd is because they had a relationship. There was a relationship. There was a relationship, an intimate relationship with the shepherd to the point that even if a stranger, a, a stranger, a stranger comes in and try to imitate the voice of the chief shepherd, the true shepherd, the sheep is able to recognize the difference. The sheep is able to recognize the difference. Why is it like that? Because solitude fosters a closeness with the Holy Spirit. Solitude 
fosters a closeness with the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying to you, child of the living God, in this season of learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, embrace the principle of the tent of meeting. Have moments where you move away from the crowd. Have moments where you move away from the noise. Have moments where you move away from, 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 from your friends. Have a moment in your life, a regular place where you go to discern or to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You cannot live 24-7 in the crowd and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'll repeat that. You cannot have your life 24-7 in the crowd and expect to grow in discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. You need to be intentional about it. You need to be intentional when it comes to you moving away from the crowd and go to a solitary place, a place where you are able to foster your closeness with the Holy Spirit and be able to grow in discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Very, very important in your life. Very, very important for you and I in this season. So I'm saying to you, in order for us to grow in discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit through all the, the different ways that we have spoken over the last three weeks. Number one, we spoke about the inward witness. If you're going to grow in discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit through the inward witness, you need to embrace the principle of the tent of meeting. Have regular times where you move away from the crowd and go to the tent of meeting. So that was number one, the inward witness. And number two, we spoke about the inward voice, which is your conscience. If you're going to allow your conscience to become the voice that is influenced by the Holy Spirit, you need to master the principle of the tent of meeting. Move away from the crowds. Go to that place where you can hear the voice of God without any distractions. And number three, last week, we spoke about the voice of the Holy Spirit and all the different indicators or marks that will help you to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number one, we spoke about that the Holy Spirit uses a common voice. The Holy Spirit will use a common voice, but you can only grow in identifying that voice if you, if you embrace the principle of the tent of meeting where you go away from the crowds and you have got this time by yourself with God and God alone. So number one, we spoke about, uh, number one, we, we, we spoke about how the Holy Spirit speaks to us through a common voice. It's through a common voice. You use a, a voice that you are familiar with, just like Samuel. God began to speak with Samuel and as he called him, Samuel mistaken the voice of God with the voice of the priest Eli. Why? Because God uses a common voice, a voice that you can identify. Apostle Paul in Acts chapter number 9, on his way to Damascus, Jesus spoke to him using a voice that Saul could identify. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? When the angel of the Lord visited Gideon in Judges chapter number 6, he used a common voice, a voice that Gideon could identify with. When the angel, when the two angels visited uh, Mo, uh, Abraham in Genesis chapter number 18, they used a common voice that Abraham could identify with. So very important, but you can grow in identifying or recognizing that voice because you, 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 you are fostering an environment. You, are, you have established your own tent of meeting, a place of hearing the voice of guidance. 
So that was number one. Number two, we said when the Holy Spirit speaks, he often repeats himself. He repeats himself twice. Once you have spoken, once you have spoken, but twice I heard it. It entered my ears twice. God has a tendency of repeating himself. John 30, Job chapter number 33, I think from verse number 14 to verse number 18. He repeats himself. He comes in different ways because his goal is for you not to miss his voice. It is for him, it is for you not to miss the voice of guidance. That's why he would continue to repeat himself. And number three, we say when the Holy Spirit speaks, he, he, he quickens our spirit. He quickens our spirit. That quickening is characterized by a burning in our hearts. Your word is like fire shut up in my bones. Your word is like fire shut up in my bones. I cannot contain it. It will cause you to respond. Luke chapter number 24 verse number 32. The two disciples on their way to Emmaus. The scripture says when their eyes were opened and they realized that they were walking with Jesus and they were talking with Jesus and that it was Jesus who came to eat with them. When their eyes were opened, listen to what they said. They said, did not our hearts burn? Did not our hearts burn when he, while he was talking with us on the way? Did not our hearts burn? In other words, they are acknowledging that they did felt that quickening in their spirit. Number four. Number four, when the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks with authority. He speaks with authority. He speaks with authority. The very same way that Jesus spoke, he did not teach like the scribes and the Pharisees, but the scripture says he taught as one having authority. So whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, he will speak to you with authority. He will speak to you with authority. I think in the book of Jeremiah 29, it, it says you, you, your word is like a hammer. Your word is like a hammer. It breaks rocks into pieces. So whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks with authority. But the last one, which I think is very important, the last indicator, whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he brings peace. He brings peace. Even in the midst of the storm, he brings peace. You, you get to that place where you say, it is well with my soul. The situation around may not, may not have changed. But because the Holy Spirit has already spoken the voice and has given you guidance, you get to that place of calmness where you can say, it is well. Why am I bringing all this to you? John 10 verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they do follow me. That's John chapter number 10 verse number 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. They're able to recognize the voice of the shepherd because they spend time with the shepherd. The sheep is able to recognize the voice of a stranger because they do spend more time with their shepherd. And I'm saying to you as a child of God, when it comes to us growing in discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit, you need to spend time you need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. But here is a principle that you need to embrace. The principle of the tent of meeting. Go to a solitary place. Establish your own tent of meeting. Establish your own fixed tent of meeting. A place where you are going to be by yourself. So that you can cultivate your sense of hearing. Your sense of discerning the voice of guidance in your life. I wonder what is going to happen in your life. If you can begin to practice what Jesus Christ practiced. 
be rest assured, you get the same results. You will definitely get the same results. I'll just give you an example. One of the days Jesus went on the mountainside to pray, and I think I gave that verse, I think it's in Luke chapter number 6, verse number 12. He went on the mountainside to pray. And in the morning, the Bible says, he went on to gather and he, he appointed, he selected the disciples. He selected the 12, those who he was, who, the ones he was going to train. Where did he pick these 12 from first? He identified them. He, he, was, he was led to identify these ones from the place he was the previous night. He was on the mountainside praying by himself. So a tent of meeting is a place where you get clarity in terms of how to deal with situations of life. A, 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 a tent of meeting is a place where you get direction. A tent of meeting is a place where you, 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 you get clarity pertaining to how you can respond to challenging times, how you can respond to times of crisis. When Moses was faced with a challenging situation, he went to the tent of meeting. And he left with clarity of how he needed to respond. Every time Jesus wanted to, to, to take a, a bigger step, he went to a solitary place. And from the solitary place, he got guidance from God the Father. And I'm saying to you, what is going to happen in your life? The moment you establish your own fixed place, the moment you establish your own fixed tent of meeting, I wonder what is going to happen. Can you just imagine the change that is going to happen? The positive change that is going to happen in your life. When you master that principle of the tent of meeting. When you master the principle of the tent of meeting. Let me just highlight to you for the last time this principle. The principle of the tent of meeting it says, Solitude cultivates our sense of hearing. <laughs> That's what it does. Solitude cultivates our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. It cultivates, it natures our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. Go ahead and begin to practice it. Remember I said, you cannot, you cannot call the tent of meeting to come to you. It is you who is going to go to the tent of meeting regularly. Regularly, it's your it's your own place. I'm not talking about you coming to church on Sunday. It's your own place on Monday. It's your own place on Tuesday. It's your own fixed place that you go to any day of the week. You don't have to wait for a pastor to, 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 to say go to your solitary place. It's it's a place that you've identified yourself and you say, As for me, I'm going to go to the place. And the more you grow, the more you nature, the more you practice it, the more you go to that place. Let me tell you, you will get to a place where you will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit every time you go to that place. I followed great men of God in our time. But when you listen to their stories, every time they hear the voice of God, they can identify the voice of God with a particular place. They identify the voice of God with a particular practice in their life. They know that the moment they get to that posture, they know that the moment they get to that place, they are guaranteed of hearing the voice of God. In the very same way that Moses, every time he went to the tent of meeting, he knew without a shadow of doubt that I'm going to come from that place with the voice of guidance. So here's what I'm saying to you, good friends. Go ahead and establish your own tent of meeting. Go ahead and establish your own tent of meeting. You need your own tent of meeting in this life. You need it. 
You need it. You need it. It will make all the difference. My sheep hear my voice because of that closeness. My sheep are able to recognize my voice because of that closeness, because of that close relationship, because of that close friendship, because of that close association, because of that togetherness. They are able to recognize it. So I'm saying to you, church of God, have your own fixed solitary place. Have your own fixed tent of meeting where you go to grow in discerning the voice of guidance. Where you go for the single purpose of discerning the voice of guidance. It's a place where you don't go with anything, but you're just by yourself. It's a place where you can meditate. It's a place where you can pray. It's even a place where you can study the word of God. It's a place where you can read the word of God. And I can tell you, it's a place where the voice of God will be heard without competing with the noise of this world. May God bless you. May God cover you. May God protect you. That is, you begin to embrace this principle and put this into practice. May God order your step. May God open your ears that you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit with clarity. You can hear the voice of guidance concerning your family. You can hear the voice of guidance concerning your career. You can hear the voice of guidance concerning that challenging situation that is before you. May God bless you. Can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Father, I thank you this morning. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the voice of guidance. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this privilege and this honor that you have called us into your relationship with you where you identify us as your own ship because we are yours, because we belong to you. And Father, I want to thank you that because of that closeness, because you have brought us near, us who were far away, us who had no covenant promises, but you brought us closer to you. Now we are able to discern your voice. We are able to recognize your voice because of that closeness. Father, I thank you today. I pray for your church this morning that Holy Spirit grow us in discerning your voice. Develop us. Develop us. Cultivate our ears that we may come to that place where we hear your voice with clarity, without doubt and without question. I thank you today for anointing the ears of every believer with the ability, with the anointing, the grace to hear your voice for the purpose of us following you. Because we have learned that in this life, we follow voices. Everything that we do in this life, we follow voices. But help us that we do not follow the voice of strangers, but help us that we may follow your voice. We thank you today for that anointing. Thank you for that grace. Thank you for that privilege. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody go ahead and say, Amen and Amen. Go ahead and type in the comment section, Amen and Amen. And for the last time, I always want to recap that. And for the last time, uh, I was talking about the principle of the tent of meeting. And the principle simply says, solitude cultivates our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. Solitude or a solitary place, it cultivates our sense of hearing the voice of guidance. May God bless you. May God protect you. May God continue to cover you in everything that you do. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.